in Georgetown. Uh, Bowerstockteam.com, Aaron Bowerstock, your home loan expert. All right, Longhorn Notebook, this is how we do it on a Friday. It's Texas and Kansas State tomorrow. Uh, last time I checked the line, I don't know if there's been any line movement. Uh, as of right now, Texas, it looks like still, it still looks like Longhorn's uh, minus two and a half for this one. Uh, yeah, minus two and a half is still where this one's sitting, uh, as far as I can see. Um, which is kind of, I don't know, man. Vegas, they have their reasons for doing things. I, I've said it, I said it yesterday when I was on with Chad and Zay. We did our staff predictions at Horns 24 uh, 7. I. I picked Kansas State to win the ball game, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll get we'll dive into that as we go out throughout today's show. But Longhorn Notebooks on a Friday, the first one, as always, it's three key matchups to watch when Texas takes on Kansas State. Matchup number one, and I, I think this is you could very easily say this is Steve Sarkeesian as much as it's Quinn Ewers, but I think it's Quinn Ewers against the Kansas State safeties. Look, K State. And I, I think any defense Texas faces from here on out, if you're capable of playing some three safety looks and putting three safety looks on the field, I think you should do it against Texas. Because with the exception of Oklahoma, Sark has struggled against it, uh, and Quinn Ewers has struggled against it, especially in the last two games with Iowa State and Oklahoma State really thwarting that Texas passing game, really forcing Texas to attack other parts of the field rather than just throwing it downfield. Uh, but I think it's Quinn Ewers against those Kansas State safeties. I've talked throughout the week about Steve Sarkeesian's patience, the fact that Sark just needs to be patient, take what the defense is giving him, and not just dial up shot after shot after shot, constantly hunting the shot play. But a lot of that's on Quinn Ewers, too. Quinn Ewers has to recognize where he can attack this K-State defense, what parts of the field are vulnerable. And I think when they figured that out against Oklahoma State, it was too late. When they finally started to hit some seam balls over the middle to Jatavian Sanders, they started to to get really the tight ends, period, more involved. They started to work the middle of the field a little bit more. Uh, it was too little too late at that point. But I think it's Quinn Ewers and the Kansas State safeties, reading those safeties, understanding where they are, knowing where to attack the defense, and, and – Going over the middle of the field, I've talked about teams attacking Texas in the middle of the field. I think it feels like with as much too high coverage as people are playing, the effort there is to take away the deep shots. You don't want to give up shots down the field. I think the middle of the field is becoming more of a factor. Like we talked when Hudson Card, when Hudson Card was quarterback in this offense, we talked about how that was maybe the strength for Hudson Card was targeting guys over the middle of the field, getting the backs involved in the passing game. When we talk about getting B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson involved in the offense, I'm not just talking about turning around and handing them the football. Get them involved in the passing game. They're both really good receivers. They're both, especially Bijan, good enough route runners. I still think Bijan has the best hands on the team with all due respect to Jatavian Sanders and some other guys. Get them involved in the passing game. Get those guys matched up on K-State's linebackers. We talk about the well, another matchup I'm going to talk about here in just a second, but make the, make your running backs, make them matchup mismatches. You've got a matchup nightmare with Jatavian Sanders use it, but it's going to be about Quinn Ewers reading the safeties, taking what the defense gives him. That's key matchup number one. I just alluded to it. Key matchup number two, it's Deuce Vaughn against the Texas linebackers. Again, you worry about Deuce Vaughn in the pass game. You're concerned about Deuce Vaughn, uh, or in the run game, excuse me. You're concerned, obviously, with Deuce Vaughn's ability to run the football. Let me give you some intel on Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn this season, Snoop, as you know, extremely versatile playmaker, yes. Deuce Vaughn is. 24 catches for 125 yards and a touchdown for Deuce Vaughn. Would you like to know where he's done the most of his damage? How about over the middle of the field? 
uh, balls thrown behind the line of scrimmage or up to 10 yards. Deuce Vaughn between the numbers on balls thrown through the, uh, up to that distance. Uh, how about 17 catches, 69 yards this season for Deuce Vaughn? on those plays. That's where he does the bulk of his damage. Uh, he, he can go down the field. They will do some different things with him. Uh, Sark talked about it yesterday. And I think you go back to the 2020 game in Manhattan. I've talked about that this week and how K-State, even with Courtney Messingham as the offensive coordinator, Colin Klein wasn't running the offense like he is now. They were able to get him isolated on DeMarvin Overshone and Juwan Mitchell and really had a field day. They were able to move the football. It's just they couldn't stop a nosebleed on that day, and Texas ran wild in that 69-31 win. But it's Deuce Vaughn against the Texas linebackers. And I know the linebackers are the guys that Kansas State's going to try to isolate on Deuce Vaughn. They're going to try to get favorable matchups there. There's got to be a coverage adjustment by Pete Kwiatkowski. And Kansas State's got a really good group of outside receivers, You know Malik Knowles, uh, uh, has been really good for them. Phillip Brooks, Cade Warner, uh, they, especially if Will Howard's playing quarterback. Like we talked about Will Howard's ability to get the ball down the field on passes, according to Pro Football Focus, on passes of 20 yards or more down the field. Will Howard's 8 of 13. He's completing the, the deep ball at a really, really high percentage. 8 of 13 on the season for Will Howard on passes of 20 yards. Uh, or more down the field for 226 yards and three touchdowns. He's thrown for six touchdowns this season. Half of his touchdown passes have come on deep shots. Uh, and that's going to be something to monitor, too, because Colin Klein came out yesterday and said Adrian Martinez is progressing like he might be able to play. So it's a nice problem to have. Do you go with the guy who's had the extremely hot hand of late, or do you go back to the guy that maybe if you're Colin Klein, you feel like is most compatible with what you want to do offensively? Like I said, when you watch K-State's offense with, with Adrian Martinez at quarterback, man, it looks a lot like what K-State was doing under Bill Snyder when Colin Klein was taking the snaps. Just the way they set up their quarterback runs, uh, how those runs uh, evolve and develop. Uh, it's really interesting to watch K-State's offense with Adrian Martinez taking the snaps. But uh, Deuce Vaughn against the Texas linebackers. We know K-State's got good receivers, but that's the matchup. If I'm Colin Klein... Knowing the issues Texas had defending the middle of the field, that's the those are the matchups that I want. Uh, and the third matchup that I'm going to target is Christian Jones, the Texas right tackle, going up against Felix Adeduke Uzoma, the outstanding pass rusher for Kansas State, currently the Big 12 sack leader. Christian Jones struggled mightily in the Oklahoma State game. Had a, and we knew Oklahoma State even without Brock Martin. We knew that uh, Oklahoma State's edge guys were their strength. Christian Jones, uh, on 50 pass-blocking snaps, he gave up two uh, two pressures. It felt like it was more than that. It seemed like Oklahoma State late in that game was able to get a lot of pressure. Uh, Kelvin Banks, by the way, just continues to be really, really good. Uh, was named a semifinalist for the National Freshman of the Year Award uh, by the Football Writers Association. Uh, but Christian Jones against Felix and Aduke Uzoma, that's going to be the matchup to watch. If I'm, if I'm K-State, that's the guy I want to get Felix isolated on is Christian Jones and take your chances there. Christian Jones, much better than he was last year, but the path of least resistance, do you want him going one-on-one with Kelvin Banks or do you want him going one-on-one with Christian Jones? Don't At this point, just don't even try Kelvin Banks. He's proven whether it's been Will Anderson or whoever, the better pass rushers he's faced, he's done more than hold his own this year. So, again, we talk about Quinn Ewers and let, being patient, taking what the defense gives him, letting things evolve. A big part of that is the offensive line 
giving you time to throw the football. And I'm not anybody that's heard me talk on this show or listened to the Longhorn Blitz podcast, read anything I've written at Horns 24-7. I'm not a big fan of max protection, I just especially when you've got a kind of tight end threat like Texas has with Jatavian Sanders and the kind of skill threats you've got at the running back position that Texas has. I just feel like holding those guys in to pass block to be an extra blocker, I feel like it's just a wasted opportunity at that point. You're wasting an able-bodied receiver. Uh, Just get more guys out in pass routes and make things easier for the offensive line. Simplify things for them. The example that I constantly bring up, uh, and I think we're seeing Tennessee do that a little bit this year. Man, that 2019 LSU offense. That LSU offensive line was not like this overwhelming dominant offensive line. It's not like the Alabama offensive line we saw two years ago when Sark was dialing up the plays and you had Landon Dickerson and Evan Neal and and those guys up front, Alex Leatherwood, and uh, a lot of first-round draft picks, high-end draft picks up front. Uh, But Joe Brady and Joe Burrow, that combination, they just got the ball out of the quarterback's hands really quick and got it to their skill guys and let them work. So, And another thing, Snoop, he's not a part of my matchups, but when we talk about, again, being patient, taking what the defense gives you, I'd really like to see Jordan Whittington be, and it's tough to say a bigger part of the offense because what does that entail? Because Xavier Worthy needs his targets. Jatavian Sanders needs an opportunity to impact the game. But I think if you have if you set them up right, one of my favorite concepts that this offense does in the pass game is those deeper whip routes with Jordan Whittington where you kind of get him, it looks like he's going on a crosser, and then he'll kind of pivot and break out towards the numbers, uh, those, little, those whip routes. And with Whittington, uh, especially when you've got the guy with the kind of arm talent that Quinn Ewers has. Whittington does a really good job running the whip route, uh, but I, I really like it because with Quinn Ewers' arm talent, he can run those deeper, and those can actually develop uh, if you can get him with creating enough space. Those can turn into chunk plays. They've done that a couple of times this year, uh, so getting Jordan Whittington involved, again, over the middle of the field uh, could take a lot of the pressure off, loosen up the defense, force Kansas State to shift their priorities. Then maybe that can open up some of the deep shots down the field that we know Steve Sarkeesian wants to take, but Christian Jones doing a great job against Felix uh, and Aduke Ozoma and the K-State pass rush. Uh, that's going to be a really big part of that. All right, tell you what, we'll take a break, come back. We'll keep the Texas football conversation going throughout the day, uh, and we'll talk a little recruiting on the Texas football front when we have Mike Roach, the recruiting editor at Horns 24-7, join us uh, here in our number two. It sounds scary versus K-State. Well, <laughs> you mentioned this last week, Snoop, when I was in – or two weeks ago, I guess – when uh, when we were talking about the Oklahoma State game, and you said that I, as I was going through my matchups and going through my keys to victory, you felt worse about the game? Yes, I are thought you, we were going to lose. Are you getting some of those similar vibes right now? Worse. Uh, you know, Kansas State's a really good football team, but there is a path to victory for Texas. It's just obviously not going to be easy. It's going to be... Score every time. Well, that that would be nice, but I'll, I'll get to some more <laughs> things Texas needs to do next hour in our, our keys to Longhorn victory, but I, again, that's why I point. I like point out those three matchups. If Texas wins those three matchups, or at least doesn't lose one of those in a landslide, you've got a pretty good chance to go win the ball game. Uh, I like this text from Stoner on the Specs text line. Vaughn, Vaughn getting the ball within ten yards of the line of scrimmage is smart. Uh, how diminutive playmakers should be used, not on deep routes all over the field like we seem to force with Worthy. And that's the thing, Stoner. Xavier Worthy's been really good uh, in the short game on on some of that orbit motion, that half-orbit motion, uh, those shallow crossers. Uh, Xavier Worthy's been really good 
doing some of that stuff. So there are other ways Texas can move the ball effectively. Maybe other than he's just too brittle to run over the middle. No, I don't think so. No. Not when he can just run away from people. I, I think I think people get too caught up on some of that stuff, Snoop. And I, I like is he slide a frame? Yeah, but I think his play strength is plenty good enough. I don't worry about him from that standpoint, especially if you scheme it up right. Uh, you he can kind of just run to grass, and if you throw it to him in the right spot. Uh, you can let him get yards after the catch and, and work his way down the field. So I don't worry about that as much as I do some other things on offense, especially the offensive line with the kind of pass rush test they're going to get this week from Kansas State. All right, we'll take a break, come back. Our weekly coaches' conversations, the last of our weekly coaches' conversations uh, coming up today since it is Friday. We'll visit with LBJ head coach Jamal Finner, who also coaches the King of Austin Independent School District rushing yards. We'll talk about all of that when we come back here on Let the Tower on the Horn. Live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. 